With another game under their belt and more news out there, the worries might not be over for Gophers basketball, and we talk about why today on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. And it's Saturday, but it's still showtime, baby. So we're getting this one going. We're talking about some Gophers hoops still. Now, we had some negative news this week with the decommitment of Dennis Evans, and I want to dive a little bit further on that, and there might be more worries for the Gophers as we look a little deeper deeper but first be sure to hit subscribe over on youtube drop a like and let me know your comments on what you're feeling with this gophers basketball team what needs to change what is the number one issue that needs to change in order for the gophers to start seeing progress i want to know in the comments below and thank you again for listening be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts and leave a five-star review so others can find the show. Now, today, again, we're talking about Gophers basketball, and we talked about how Dennis Evans officially requested his release from his national letter of intent. And we have a little bit more information about that coming out about Dennis Evans. In fact, Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press, great Gophers coverage over at the Pioneer Press. Definitely check out his works if you haven't. But he did drop a recent article talking about Dennis Evans and even covering the Nebraska game and what just happened today. But a quote in that article that I wanted to point out was a source expressed how it wasn't the amount by the amount of Let me back up here. We're twisted tongues and we're going, but the quote itself is, a source expressed how it wasn't about the amount of losing, but how there wasn't enough of a big picture focus on freshman players that helped lead to the decision for Dennis Evans wanting to leave the program. Now that comment in and of itself is extremely interesting and you know, a lot of people might be like, well, I don't believe that it's not about the losing. It has to be about the losing. Well, if you look at his new crystal ball outlook, his crystal ball prediction for where he may land now that he is officially not going to be with the Gophers anymore. If you look at that projection, you will see that losing really might not be the issue because Evans is currently projected to land in Louisville, ACC Louisville Cardinals. And if there is any major program, high major program. If there's any high major program out there that is doing worse than the Gophers right now this season, it is the Louisville Cardinals. So if that's true, if that turns out to be where he actually lands, then you can 1000% buy that it is not about the losing. So then what the other part of the statement, what does that tell us? Now, I think that is truly the part of the statement that is the most interesting and has a lot to take away. And that part of the statement was there wasn't enough of a big picture focus on freshman players. Why is that interesting? Why, why does that set off alarms for me as a reader of that information of that quote of that source? Because the Gophers have four freshman players on this current roster. 
Two of those players have been seeing 20 plus minutes for almost the entirety of this Gophers basketball season. So to say that those two aren't heavily a big picture focus and being incorporated, included a ton, that would be blasphemy. Those two players are seeing a ton of action, a ton of looks, and a ton of growth over the last month of basketball. Then you look at a third, the third player of the four freshmen we have, who has now suffered his third leg injury, and that has vastly limited the opportunities and the playtime that he has on the floor. His availability just isn't there this year, and it's very unfortunate with the injuries, but it's uncontrollable. You can't control something like that. So that leaves one player. That leaves one freshman that is not getting that big picture focus, and that person is Jaden Henley. Now, Jaden Henley is best friends with Dennis Evans, who recently just requested his release from his NLI. And we've heard prior to Dennis Evans' commitment that Jaden Henley had been reporting back to him and saying everything Coach Ben Johnson had recruited with was true, and he was owning up to everything he said would happen was happening. But when the time started to become limited, when the minutes started to become sparse compared to the other freshmen, could that narrative have been changing and the reporting back have changed? I wouldn't be shocked. In fact, if you take a minute to look at the minutes dispersal, it's very interesting to say the least. Now, Evans committed to the Gophers on October 17th and signed his national letter of intent on November 9th. Now, that that kind of lines up with the beginning of the basketball season. Now, October, they would have been in their camps, in their scrimmages, in their first practices and exhibition game. And then the November time frame would have been right when the season kicked off. And when the season kicked off, Henley played 20 to 30 minutes in every single game in the month of November and averaged 25.3 minutes a game. He was seeing a ton of time for a freshman. And that trend continued through the first week of December for about two more games. Then after that, through nine games from December 11th up until the IU game where Gophers only had seven players and had to play every one of them a large amount of minutes. So through December 11th, through that IU game, which I believe was end of January, early February, his minutes absolutely nosedived and the opportunities dropped off. In those nine games, he had five games in single-digit minutes. He had eight of those nine games with 15 or less minutes, and he averaged 9.78 minutes per game as opposed to the 25.3 that he kicked off the year with. Now, since the injuries with the IU game, those opportunities have skyrocketed once again, but also 10 straight losses have happened in that period of time from the IU game on. Now they lost a a game or two before IU as well. So that streak is now at 12. But in that time where the minutes have gone back up for Jaden Henley, there's been 10 straight losses. So even if the minutes are increasing, the vibe could still be negative because there's a lot of losing. It's an interesting trend and it definitely is something that has piqued my curiosity, but what could it mean for the Gophers moving forward. That's what I definitely want to talk about coming up next. 
first, we have to talk about our friends who bring you the show at FanDuel. FanDuel is officially our sports book for the Lockdown Podcast Network in America's number one sports book. Now, because new customers are getting an awesome deal with us over at Lockdown, you need to check it out because if you go to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown, you're going to get a no sweat first bet with up to $1,000 back if you don't win. So if you win, great, you get the money you bet on. And if you lose or you don't win, you're still gonna have a chance at that $1,000 in bonus bets back to you if your first bet doesn't win. It's simple, it's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use, and it's NBA time. So I'm looking at today's games, and you know what, the one that is screaming out to me is the Denver Nuggets at the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're 2.5 point underdogs. I'm absolutely taking Denver, the number one team. I don't care if they're on the road. If Jokic is playing, I'm taking that line because I don't see them as an underdog going to Memphis. So that's the game that's got my interest today. You can look at points, rebounds, assists, player props, and you can do a same game parlay if you really want to have a bigger chance at a bigger payout. Don't miss a chance at any of these. Get that no sweat first bet. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. All right, so we just talked about how there was an interesting trend with the minutes and the statement about not having enough focus on the freshman and Dennis Evans decommitting. It all is starting to kind of align and it's not for certain these things that I'm speaking, if that is 1000% the real reason, but things are starting to add up in my opinion. So we've talked about the interesting comment and it seems that that comment could have been from directed at his friend, Dennis Evans' friend, Jaden Henley, who is a current gopher. But could it mean that Jaden Henley himself is also considering a departure? That is the big question here. That is something that if you're reading between the lines and you're tracing the clues, you could get to that conclusion and it wouldn't be shocking. In this ever-changing space in the transfer portal, it would not be a shocking move. The open portal and having your free one-time transfer has a lot of young players ready to jump into the portal early rather than fighting through adversity. So you add that up and then you talk about the minutes drop and then you talk about a losing streak. Even with the rise of recent minutes, it would not, it wouldn't catch me off guard if Jaden Henley potentially wanted out reading the tea leaves here. Now, if you're thinking about all of this, maybe you're like, well, if we knew that that relationship was so important, why didn't Ben just keep giving him all the minutes? Well, if you looked at what was happening on the floor, I don't blame Coach Ben Johnson for taking Henley off the floor when he did in that spurt during, during the December, January up to early February games, because honestly, Henley was dribbling the ball too often. He was forcing up shots and bad looks. He was out of position and he was not able to really hang in there with the physicality of the Big Ten. It was very apparent, a lot of stagnation on, when he was on the floor. And if you can't play within the system, it's hard to keep you going on the floor, especially as a true freshman. 
So now as those injuries arose, of course, the opportunities presented themselves to get him on the floor more often. But even when he has been able to get on the floor more often, he has shown a lot of improvement when it comes to playing within the system and being more within the swing of the offense and allowing the shots to come more naturally with the ball movement and with the creation. Now, on top of that, he's also been using his length a bit more on the defensive end, creating deflections and problems defensively for other teams and coming down with a lot of rebounds. So he's contributing in different manners. And that is what is keeping him on the floor. And you love to see the flashes that are growing. Plus, his shot is falling a bit better. So you add all that up and it makes sense why the numbers or the minutes have ticked back up. But we'll see if that means he's really all in and bought in on this program and ready to continue to grow here with the Gophers or if he's got his mind set on something else already. Now, overall, he's definitely shown better since his minutes have gone back up, since he's played within the system, since he's kind of bought in to what is being asked of him as a player. And it's definitely looked better. It's shown heavy amount of flashes towards what could be if he continues to get stronger in the offseason, if he continues to put in the work, put in the effort and put in the extra film study to understand where the openings could be playing in this Big Ten and how to attack different defenses. If he takes that time, he could be a major player for the team moving forward. So even as the injuries have started to heal up, he's found himself on the court more often, and it's because he's playing better within the system and contributing in different manners. We will see if it's too little too late when it comes to that and towards the end of the season and what happens with this roster moving forward. But I want to cover the game itself from the Nebraska game where the Gophers went to Lincoln and took on the Cornhuskers. And that's how we're going to wrap this thing up coming up next. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, making us your first listen when it comes to daily Gopher sports. And I got to talk about the game that happened today, the Gophers at Nebraska. And you know what? It was a lot of the same thing that we've seen from the Gophers all season. Sporadic to little effort, turnovers, cold shooting streaks, allowing the opponent to out-physical you throughout the game, and constantly fighting back from leads. And then once you get back into it, allowing the opponent to create a lead again, then fighting back to try to take the lead away, then letting them get another one. It's a story as old as time. Same issues, new night. At the beginning of January, I thought maybe I was seeing a style of play that the Gophers had, an offensive system that they seemed to have in place. But honestly, I still can't tell you what the Gophers basketball offensive system is under coach Ben Johnson. I can tell you that they play a slower pace. I can tell you that they use up a lot of that shot clock, but I could not tell you the style of play, the offensive system, and what the purpose is. Is it working inside the out? Is it focused through Dawson and Jameson, and then you let things happen? Is it more of a pick and roll offense? Is it more of a a screen roll having different cutters? I've seen post-to-post play. I don't know what the key of what the Gophers' offense is. And that seems to be a major problem in itself. 
The team has athleticism. That's not a problem. The team is getting healthier. You've got your scoring guy back. You have Carrington back, but it looks like he went down with another injury. So maybe you don't have him anymore. But what I'm saying is you can't blame it on the injuries. You can't blame it on just the athleticism. It's there. We've seen the flashes. And the team and the freshmen themselves are showing the growth and improvement. Payne, Ola Joseph, and even Henley are coming along very much over these last few games, over these last few weeks, over the last month in really improving their aggression, improving their court IQ. It's all been getting better. This team should be able to give probably 12 of the 14 or 11 of the 14 teams in this Big Ten Conference fits defensively. The only exceptions that I think maybe they just don't have the right matchups for is Purdue, especially with Edie in there, and Northwestern, who for a one-for-one, they don't back down from anybody, they out-physical everyone, and they have good balance of guards, wings, and bigs. Those are the only two teams that I truly think the Gophers probably can't hang with defensively. But everybody else in the conference, they should be able to give them problems, troubles, be physical, and really hang into the game defensively and try to, their goal should be to try and make it a low scoring effort. Because if it's a low scoring effort, they'll be in the game. But they don't live up to that level simply from the lack of effort, giving up on plays, playing lazy transition defense, and careless turnovers. Speaking of turnovers, in this game with Nebraska, the Gophers had 18 turnovers. You're not going to win a game with 18 turnovers unless you're forcing 25 turnovers, but they're not. 18 turnovers is too many, it's too careless, and the worst part is it's coming from the veterans. 14 of those 18 turnovers came from the three veteran players in Jamison Battle, Dawson Garcia, and Solon Cooper. 14 of the 18 turnovers, that's not acceptable. You have to take care of the ball, and the ball, the passes are careless. There's, It's just blasphemous. The effort, it looks like they don't want to be on the court. I don't know how you couldn't want to be on the court when you love ball, and this is the time to do it. You only get four years, maybe five. You got a limited, finite amount of time, and the next level is not promised. So how can the effort be so nonchalant? You think after losing their biggest recruit in the last two decades that Minnesota would come out of the gates with something to prove against a beatable opponent and absolutely Show the world, look, we're here. It's time. This is the Gophers team. But they came out with the same effort that we've seen all season. That's what it is. That is what this Gophers team, after it's all said and done, is going to be defined as, is the team that didn't have any effort, the team that played very bad, had a bad season, and it was rough. Even when you're losing, the effort is what keeps fans there with you. If you're in there losing by five points, four points, two points, because you're out there giving your heart, you're all diving on the floor, scrapping, the fans will be there with you, even with a poor record. But that isn't the case with this Gophers team. Now, the IU game was fun. That was like one of the only games of the entire season that the Gophers gave their all every minute of the game, blood, sweat, and tears when they were limited with only seven players to play. And even then somebody got hurt in that game. But outside of that, there only have been moments that have been brief of the scrappy team that fans want to love. 
You know, if the record, like I said, if the record was still the same, but they were out there scrapping and really fighting and clawing to be in the games, making them single digit down to the wire games, the fans would be there supporting 100% fully giving their all. But if the golfers aren't giving their all, why would the fans be doing that? And that's what you're seeing reflected right now in the attitude towards the team. Giving up on the court has caused the fans to do the same, and teams that fight are what keep college basketball thriving and successful in March. Look at Iowa. Iowa was just down 11 points with a minute and 24 seconds to go against Michigan State, fought, scrapped, clawed, and ended up winning. And everybody loved that storyline because they had heart, They didn't give up and they fought down to the wire. And I don't want to compliment an Iowa anything. Dinkytown can be an absolute raucous place for college basketball. We see it at Mariucci right now and hopefully we'll be able to see it at the barn again too. But it all starts with effort, which needs to change in this final stretch. This is Kane Rob. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about PJ Fleck and where he ranks as a coach within all of college football as the current coaches go. We're going to have fun with this one. So be sure to hit subscribe. Tune in tomorrow. I'll see you then. Roll the boats. Go Gophers.